almighty people of the most high and magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word today straight out of the word of God. Just going to be talking on one little scripture today. I could touch on many, but um, I'm going to be focusing on Hebrews 11:7 about Noah's ark. God has put a lot on my heart <clears throat> about Noah's ark and how wonderful it is and all of the different things that it represents to us, especially in this day and age. And I think it's going to encourage your heart. It sure has mine lately, so it was time to share it. Before I get started, I'd like to pray with you and over me. So uh, bow your head. Don't do that if you're driving. (laughs) And hang on for the ride as I present the things that the Lord has put on my heart. Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit of the Most High and Magnificent God, Father, we come to you by the blood of Jesus. Lord, we come to you through your Son. And Lord God, I ask that you would touch this podcast today. Lord God, that you would touch my mouth, that you would touch my mind, that you would touch my heart. As I begin to speak out the the word and let only your truth come forth, Lord God, I ask that you would shut me down if I'm about to say something that go in a direction you don't want me to go. And Lord God, I ask that you would open my mouth to speak all of the things that you would have me to say today. I ask that this message would reach far and wide to those who is who it is intended for and that you would bless and encourage their life today. In Jesus' mighty name, that they would be reassured, confirmed, and edified. In Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I ask that you would touch bodies today that need to be healed. I ask this, Lord God. That every kind of foul spirit, every kind of attack against the body, the mind, in any shape, form, or fashion, that the that the tactics and the warfare of the enemy would be canceled out, crushed, ground to powder, in Jesus' mighty name, over each and every one of these people, in Jesus' mighty name. I ask, Lord God, that you would touch their finances in ways they did not expect, where the, where the wicked one has come to try to dry up, to try to, to devour. Lord God, I ask that you would touch them in a special way, Lord God, that even in the midst of the dryness of the desert of this judgment upon our country, that there would be water in their lands. I ask this in Jesus' name, that that above and, and above all that you would provide for them during this, this time and season, Lord God, and that they would know without a doubt that it was only God in Jesus' name, and that it would increase their faith. Amen. Boy, that was a good one. Didn't expect all that to come out, but yes, I do. That is exactly what I pray over you. If you will, if you will uh, latch hold of that with your faith, yes. Um, walk in power. Don't be a wimpy Christian. We don't have time for that love. We don't have time for that doubting and lack of faith. All these years prior, uh, we have been in a boot camp where God has been training us up for such a time as this. What an honor it is to you 
and to me that we were picked special to live in this last hour, even with all its turbulence and troubles. I've got to see a lot in these last few weeks, and it's been a while since I did a podcast. Um, we've got to see a lot. The last one I did was about the Euphrates River drying up, and I've heard more about that since and how um, even many scientists now are starting to come back and re-examine the Bible for its prophetic accuracies and have become believers. Now, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Let's see what else else has happened. The red heifers that have been uh, waited on for so long and prophesied about have now been... found and brought to Israel uh, for them to begin the animal sacrifices again for the third temple. I mean, there are so many things that you really got to have your head up your derriere to continue to think we are not living in uh, the last hour. I beat that drum all the time. If you get tired of hearing it, I'm so sorry, but I've got to beat it louder every time I do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) because it's exciting it's so exciting and is it is it uh dreadful and and kind of um I would be inhuman and uh I would not be honest if I were to say well I'm not afraid somewhat um there are uh there are good fears Okay, let me expand on what I'm about to say there. Don't don't shut me off. Don't turn off the, the podcast yet. Hear me out, okay? Because we are taught all the time, yes, I know, in church, we're not supposed to be afraid of anything. Fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is from the devil. Yes, I do get that. I understand that. And we have all had our sh- a fair share of fears to battle in our lives. However, uh, there is a godly fear, okay? And we know what that is. That's the fear of the Lord. So the only thing you should be afraid of is is the wrath of God. Okay? And that'll keep you straight. Fear motivates you. Okay? Yes, it will. I'm fixing to get there. But uh, before I read this scripture, there's a lot of things that have transpired just in the last few weeks. (laughs) It's just crazy. And I laugh with joy because... It's unto our salvation. You have nothing to be afraid of other than God. Okay? Uh, keep your heart right with the Lord. A healthy fear of the Lord is a good and whole and righteous thing. If this country today had a, uh, in its majority populace, had a healthy fear of the Lord. Like if you were walking down the street back in the 1940s or 50s, I believe anyways, I wasn't, I didn't live back then, but my impression of those days from what I know of history was that most people believed in God. And most people, even the most, you know, rotten of them, had some kind of trepidation when it came to treading on things that were sacred. Um, even, you know, um, <clears throat> some of the, you know, mafia members and different su- people such as that, even though, of course, they didn't live right, they didn't live their life for God, they still had some kind or some form of respect, if you will, for the Most High God. Um, through religious, religious affiliations or whatnot. So, what I'm saying is, things have changed. And not so much anymore. 
this generation, you know what it is. You see it on the news. You see what it is. They've turned so far away from God that not only do they not give him any honor or respect, they'll shake their fist and cuss at God. They'll say the most blasphemous things, okay? I don't need to go into those details. You know what they are. But if, what if, could you imagine if our country today and the majority of its people still had that reserved uh, respect and holy fear for an almighty God. We wouldn't be where we are, would we? So yeah, okay, there's a godly fear. A little fear gets you a long way in some situations where you get your button gear. And a lot of you that listen to me are and have and continue to do that. So... Um, I'm going to read out of uh, (laughs) Hebrews. You're probably wondering right now, where in the world is this girl going with this? You'll you'll see. I've got plans. Just hang in there, okay? (laughs) So, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, okay, verse 7 reads, By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, Boy, there's so much in one scripture. Have you noticed that? Like, I could stop at every comma and preach some more, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to read on through. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness of which is by faith. Now, there's a lot being said there. That is a mouthful. And that's just one scripture. And then the next one goes on about Abraham. And the one prior to that was about Enoch. And I mean, uh, so much. I mean, there's one in, about Abel. This is chapter 11. Every one of those, you could preach a whole sermon on each one of those those situations. Uh, each one of those men. Um <clears throat> So, this verse, uh, in a nutshell, says that it was faith that Noah did what he did and that he was moved by fear, okay? Now, why would he be moved by fear? We are taught today we're not supposed to have any fear at all, any fear at all. It's just, I'll just walk around and have no fear at all. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The enemy knows how to twist what God's meanings and God's words, okay? He knows how to twist it all up in people's minds so it doesn't even mean what they think it means. Now, I hear a lot of Christians today that, um, excuse me, um, despite the enormous things that are going on, um, they have been warned over and over by, by uh, the news, by family members, by they've been nudged by the Holy Spirit, yet they still refuse to make even the smallest preparations. Please hear me, my friends. Please hear me, my love. They refuse to make the smallest preparations for the times that are ahead because they have been convinced that um, they don't have to do anything 
to just sit back and just to receive and like just be in a warm cuddly blanket and God's gonna just it's just all gonna be there for him but that's not that's not that's not the truth <clears throat> now I'm gonna expand on that okay and I'll tell you why it's not the truth because God requires obedience okay now if whatever God has spoken to you okay and only you know how God speaks to you because I talk about this all the time. I long ago left, left the Calvinist crowd in the dust with this word, okay? Uh, if they don't get it, they just don't get it, okay? If you don't hear from God in this last hour, you will not survive. It's just as plain and simple as that. I have said that over and over till I'm blue in the face, and I'm going to keep saying it till the day that he returns. But <clears throat> it's about obedience. So it's important that people do not ignore the instructions that God has given. Noah sure didn't. Now, could you imagine being poor Noah when it... <laughs> couldn't even imagine now he he went way beyond just getting a few uh, you know a couple sacks of beans and some rice and you know some preparations and but as a side note let me tell you something I come from country people I come from farmers I come from ranchers and I come from my my great great grandparents and my great no my grandparents excuse me not my greats but well them too but they survived through the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl. So they came out of that experience with a whole other mentality about how you should run your household when it comes to necessities and things like that. They were more conservative. They didn't throw things away. They didn't waste things. And um, <clears throat> it was just something that we did. We always had at least a year of food put away whether it was deer meat in the freezer or whatnot, canned goods or something. That's something that you should do throughout life, in my opinion, uh, because it, the economy could be the best in the world and you could have a bad economy hit your household because of some kind of economic crisis or who knows. It's always good, especially if you have children. You just need to be wise about those things. You don't have to spend a lot of money. It could be as simple as going to buy up a bunch of pinto beans and rice and a few little things like that, that if that things got bad enough, you would always have those things, okay? That's a side note. But what I was saying was that um, Noah, could you imagine what Noah must have felt like <laughs> when God, God did just say, oh, uh, stock up a little bit of food or put some water away or do whatever, you know, uh, be wise in how you spend your money. Uh, he said he's going to wipe the whole planet off with a flood. Could you imagine how that must have felt? So, you know, Noah believed God. He knew what God was saying was true. And, and then, but God is not done at that point. Once he gave the, the, the warning and, and told, God always speaks the truth. The truest truth you could ever get is from God, and it'll never change. So when he tells you something is going to take place, it's going to happen. So um, telling him what was going to happen, that wasn't the end. He then took it a step further with instruction. 
Hallelujah. Without the instruction of God, how would we survive? And then furthermore, without obedience, my love, obedience, my friend, my precious brothers and sisters, we would not be able to follow the instruction, right? To to bring it into manifestation, you have to obey the word, the instructions that have been given to you, which is again linked back to, I'm making a chain here, okay? We got obedience to instruction and then we got instruction linked to hearing from God for yourself and what he is telling you to do, what he's impressing on your spirit, okay? And this creates a beautiful chain here because then we come down to after you've been obedient, now you step into preservation. Hallelujah. Okay. I want to remind you that in the beginning of this year, the word that God gave me was this is the year of obedience. Okay. Last year, um, was the end of the old and the beginning of the new. The year of 2021 was the end of the old and the beginning of the new, okay? Not just for me, hallelujah. This is for you because God told me, instructed me to start a podcast back in January of 2020. Never did it before in my life. And so the words that he gives to me are also for you, my friend. Because anybody who's been drawn to this podcast, this word is for you. So it's a corporate word for those who are in my own household, my friends, my family, and those that are connected to me spiritually. So you can grab hold of the horns of the altar with me and we'll just all hang on together till we see the manifestation of the might and the power and the deliverance of our God. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Spirit on that. (laughs) So, 2021, end of the old, beginning of the new, and and the Lord told me that even into the year 2020, you would be still, some of you would have already stepped into the new at the end of 21, and then some of you would be still stepping into the new, going well into 2020, and that has manifested in my own life this year in a big way. I love to see the words that he gives me yearly begin as they begin to come to pass. It always, it just blows my mind. I live daily and continually in awe. I look around my life sometimes, even at the little things that he gives me, that he gives me. And it's just like the little things are the big things. They're like the love letters from Jesus. <laughs> that he leaves on my dresser when I wake up in the morning or the cup of coffee, you know, the, the little things are the big things. Um, God is awesome. But 2022, he told me was the year of obedience, obedience, obedience to the extent to where what he has told me And I believe that I went into these details earlier this year, but I'm going to recap them. Was basically, this year is the year you don't you you don't have any wiggle room to miss God, very little. Okay, there's always God's grace, but this is like the moment of truth year. Let's see how much you've learned. Let's see, are you going to do what I say and not just talk about it? And that 
any kind of disobedience would be immediately corrected. And that sounds mean to some believers who are who haven't been walking it out, but it's not mean. The Word of God says that that thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. That's very deep. Okay, thy rod is the rod of correction. Pa pa, he'll get you. Pa pa pa, get get back. It's correction out of love to get you corrected, to get you lined back up. Oh oh, let me get back in line here. Let me get back in 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 get my goals in front of me again. Let me stay on with my eye on the prize that the Lord has set before me. Okay, that that rod is to help you because how many of you know some of us can be just so stubborn okay that's human nature um we lose focus the lord is doing that okay the staff herds us keeps us rounded up okay these are good things the correction of god is is a wonderful thing for his people but this year i want to tell you from my own personal experience Anything that the Lord has told me to do. Now, I hit all the big major points. I do feel. I do. Um, I'm going to give myself that credit. Okay. Um, But there have been a few little details that the Lord had laid on my heart about here or there. Um, Little things that he told me to do here or there that I said, oh, okay, I'm going to get that done. And... And then I would go to turn around and get it done, and I'd procrastinate, and I'd turn around, it, and, and it was too late. So it was past. It was something that I really couldn't. It, he was, I know what he was doing. He was showing me, hey, I'm trying to get your attention here. I'm training you. I'm training you. So when he says jump, you just say how high. That's, where, that's how we're going to have to get through this hour, Okay. Hallelujah. I sure hope I didn't butcher that up and that it makes sense to you. But obedience is, is what manifests the instructions that he gave you. Okay. Um, I want to share a vision that I had. Kind of a, I guess it would be a waking vision. Um, the Lord has done this more than more than twice, more than three times or five times in my life where it seems like when I wake up in the morning, sometimes between awake and asleep, I will, I'll have some kind of a vision, but it feels kind of like a dream at the same time. So I don't really know how to explain that, but boy, did it, did it come to pass? It was right on the money. That's how you know it's God. Okay. Um, Try the spirits that they be of the Lord, so to speak, even with your dreams. Try them. Pray over them. Don't just accept every dream that comes to you or every idea or picture or vision you have. Uh, uh, That is certainly a way that Satan can mislead you. But you will know that it's from God because if it's whole, it's clean, it's pure, and he confirms it with his word, he confirms it with other believers, you can bet your money it's on God. It's God. Um, You can bet your boots on it. Okay, and this is something that happened in fall of 2019 and heavily dealing with me during that time, me and and several others, uh, friends of mine that we were having a a meeting here in my home every Friday night. It was a time of revival. It was a time of a time of learning. It was a time of beautiful miracles and deliverances that were taking place right here in my home and around my life, um, around my inner circle. It was amazing. And 
the Lord had put on my heart um, that, you know, it was like that big question came up in my mind is I had been busy readjusting after my husband's passing. He passed in October of 2017 and, you know, that takes some recovery time. And I was getting into the swing of the new uh, routine of my new life and settling into my new town uh, and getting used to my new surroundings, trying to find my way in the world again and um, trying to keep my focus on God um, definitely did. I mean, I have, but it's like I lost my focus on the fact that Jesus was coming back. Like somewhere in there, I lost sight of Jesus' return, which has been always a subject on my heart since I can remember. It's always been one of my high points and my main points that I hit when I speak about the Lord. So I say, I always say, He's coming back. Jesus is coming back. You've heard me say this on this podcast a lot. I get joy when I say it. It does something to my soul when the words come out. But anyway, so coming into the fall of 2019, it was like I had all these ideas and visions and dreams about what life is going to be like for my future going forward at that time. And, and then it was like this question that said, but Lord, what about your return? Because 2019, 2018, those are years where just people were just doing their thing, you know. Times were good. Economy was great. Gas was two dollars except my gallon. <laughs> um, things were still affordable, you know. Um, it was just that feeling that came to me, and so that became a subject during that time that the Lord began to revive me in that way. One morning, I was laying. Um, I was actually in my living room, and I had slept on my couch that night. And as I woke up. Like I was coming awake and I barely opened my eyes and I looked around my living room and I want to tell you, it's like the whole living room transformed into an ark. The whole room down there was a living room, kitchen, dining, all one area down there. It's like the whole thing became the ark and yeah, I could see it even to this minute. So clearly it was like these thick, heavy wooden walls, planks, whatnot, dark, um, uh, heavy. It had the feeling of heaviness in there. Like it wasn't going anywhere. Okay. And I had the sensation of there being great danger outside of the ark. Okay. I knew there was great danger, but I had no fear at all. I was not afraid, rather quite the opposite, and I was quite warm and quite cozy, cuddled up in my bed in the ark. And I marveled at this vision, and I I told, told several of my loved ones about it, and I, that I believed God was speaking to me about the ark. And I began to preach about that, and the word that came to me that I delivered to many, many people was get in the boat. That was the word. And I began to speak that word, get in the boat. In other words, something's about to come, get in the boat. What that means is get secured in your Jesus Christ, get secured in Christ, get in the boat. 
<clears throat> get up under the awning of God. Get up under, get up under His covering, because something's coming. Put the blood of the Lamb over your doorpost. That's what it meant. Get in the boat. And a friend of mine got really excited when I shared this word with her, and she said, "Oh my goodness." She said, God has been saying to me, get in the boat and stay in the boat. (laughs) And so it was confirmation. But I wanted to share that vision. God speaks to us with, with things like that. And boy, did it ever get confirmed. Did it not? You know, I'm telling you, you know it's real and it's from God when it's whole, clean, pure, and it's true, and it happens, and it lines up, and it's confirmed and edified. Okay, confirmed and, and, you know, others get edified from it. uh, It was the truth. Here we go into 2020. And he said, that's the year of exposing and revealing. You know, I don't want to go through all these words. I really need to write them down. But boy, did he ever do some exposing and revealing. And it was get in the boat. It's starting to rain. Okay, so the boat, the ark. Okay, it represents so much more than we give it credit for. See, in this last hour, this is what the Lord has shown me. Now, I'm just going to talk it straight to you. I hold back a lot, but I've, I've gotten better at sharing more in more detail of what I feel on my heart um, because the Lord told me to. He told me stop holding back so much. Okay, because I reserve a lot of the things that the Lord has said. Um, oftentimes, because I'm afraid people won't believe me. But it's time to stop. They're either going to believe it or not. Okay, But for those of you who have been obedient, okay, and if you have delayed your obedience, this year's not over yet. Okay, Go and do the things that you've been instructed to do. You just have a lot less time. Go and do the things and accomplish the things and pray for God's providence and uh, His provisions over whatever you need to accomplish the things you're supposed to do. He'll do it, okay? Um, But for those of you who have been in obedience, you're in the ark. Don't worry. Give your worries up to the Lord. Lay back in the warmth of His comfort knowing that He is going to be the one that preserves, okay? He is the one that fortifies you. He is the one that that knows how to keep you in the midst of a country that is under the judgment of God, even the whole world, which is exactly what he said would happen in this last hour. Even when things look like they're impossible, even when they start doing things out there, the wicked one and his children start doing things that make life difficult for us, make life challenging. Um, Know that God has a way to skirt you right around that. He will figure it out if you will just speak faith over your life and your situation. Get out of the fleshly mentalities that you can save yourself, which brings me to my next point, is you are not able to save yourself. Only wisdom and instruction given by God will preserve you. That's what I wrote here. It's arrogant to think you can save yourself. And that's true. 
Um, what the Lord has put on my heart is that for those of you who have been instructed by the Lord, and that's probably everybody on this podcast, you wouldn't continue to walk with me and listen to me preach on this podcast if you were um, not serious about your faith, okay? Because sometimes I feel like I say some pretty, um, uh, I've got some pretty uh, hard whiskey preaching. <laughs> it's not, it is not the watered down wine, okay? It's just my style. You know, I say it with the purest intentions too. Um, but for, for those of you who've been following the instructions of the Lord, okay? Um, uh, you don't think you can save yourself. Okay? That word is really for other people who wouldn't even bother to listen to this. Uh, there's a lot of folks out there today, and you know who the, you know what they are. You see them, see them on YouTube, you see them everywhere where they're, um, you know, they're trying to save themselves by their natural provisions. And, and the, the bottom line is, is that God's not going to allow anybody to escape uh, his judgment on their households or their lives by natural preservations in their own efforts. The days of saving ourselves by our own works have long been gone away once Jesus passed away on the, once Jesus died on the cross for us and rose again. okay? And that applies to everything. We don't save ourselves. He saves us. When he is passing over the land, when he is um, issuing judgments, okay, nobody can get away from that. It's arrogance to think that anybody could try to exalt themselves above the judgment of God by having a few guns, ammo, water, and some beans. And it's, that's silly. It's foolishness. That's childish thinking. But those who have been diligent to and follow the instructions of God, you will be kept in a mighty way like you could have never expected. Okay. Now I want to touch on something else that the Lord has put on my heart. It's very important. Probably one of the most important parts of this podcast. A couple of years ago in 2020, I actually did two podcasts on the ark. Um, one of them was um, Build Your Ark, I believe was the name of it. The other one was Your Ark is Big Built. <laughs> it kind of sounds contradictory. But if you go listen to those messages, you'll get the gist. Basically, there are people today, those of us in the body, we all work together like gears at a clock. Some of us will do some things. Some of us will be assigned to other assignments. We're a team. We're a body, Okay. Um, so all of your connections that you have, that God has made these divine connections and appointments within your life, there's a reason for them. We're going to be a team together, whether it be only by the spirit through prayer and stuff like that, or it's physical in the natural manifest in the natural, but we all have a part to play. Okay. Uh, one instruction to one person may be to grow a big garden and, and uh, live life simply and have like a more of a homesteading type life that God may just pour his blessing all over that. While other people uh, may be told to lighten their load. As an example, 
He might have one family that, that the Lord says, sell everything. Sell everything. Lighten your load. I'm going to move you. I'm going to take you to a new place. Okay? Um, for your preservation. And that in and of itself would be their ark. And that they were obedient to God. That they offloaded all their fancy things and sold it and got ready to move across the country. This is just an example. While another family may be being told, I want you to plant. God will give you specific instructions. He'll tell you how big to build that garden. He'll tell you how many chickens you need. He'll tell you where to move. He'll tell you whether or not to take the job. He'll tell, it just goes on and on and on. He'll tell you to sell the house. He'll tell you to buy the house. There's so many things, okay? Well, he, he's got different instructions, but in the end, in the bigger framework of things, they all marry together. So some of you who are following the instructions of what the Lord is telling you to do today, you may be somebody else's answer to prayer tomorrow. Oh, what a blessing. Oh, it's bless, It's a blessing to be a giver. It is. Okay? Um, others of you are being told to... Um, are being told to just trust the Lord and that trust in His plan for you in, in different ways. Okay? So, just... Bottom line is... Okay... Trust the Lord and follow the instructions and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Follow the promptings. Um, just as practical in information for me personally, whenever I feel um, like a head, sometimes I'll have like, it doesn't happen all the time, but um, I'll have like a heaviness on me or just like, it's like a heavy hand sort of like, on my shoulder or some just weighing on me and it, it doesn't feel evil it's just like something that feels like I'm, I'm being impressed upon like an urgency okay and I don't always know what it is and and then I'll pray about it and the Lord will almost immediately send confirmation and speak what it is and that's the kind of stuff you need to pay attention to. If you feel a prompting or something that just won't come off your mind, that you just feel like you need to do it, um, if you will simply reach up to Father God and say, um, I really don't know what you're trying to say or I don't really know what to do. If you will just tell me, Lord, and speak loudly, I will be obedient to that word. And you will find that he will always show up. He is going to make sure that you know, okay? You know what your instruction is. So think about the animals on the ark for a minute. Um, the animals didn't get ready for anything up to the day it started raining or maybe the day before. I don't know. When did they start loading the animals? <laughs> Those are fun details. Um uh, they didn't get ready for anything. They were just busy being giraffes, zebras, elephants, you know, lions. Okay. That they didn't worry about their preparations for what was going to come. They were going about their lives, doing what they do. And, and then they were out of those animals that were on the earth at that time. They were chosen by God to come on board the ark, okay? 
So no, not everybody has the same instructions, yet they were preserved, you see? So that's just something that I wanted to share. Um, I hope you got something good out of this today. It's not as long, thank goodness, as most of my podcasts. It seems that they started out around this range and then they got up to an hour, you know, I got the Irish gift of gab, but um, I hope that you have enjoyed what I've had to say to you today. I hope that it's encouraged your heart, and I hope that it has reminded you that this is a year of obedience, and obedience manifests, okay, into the natural realm. When we are obedient, we usher in the blessings. Without obedience, Okay, you can't have the full manifestation of what God is trying to bring you into. Okay, so keep that in mind. Year of obedience. We still have a good six weeks left of this year, this calendar year. And um, there's a lot more I expect to see by the end of this year. Um, There's an amazing um, thing that's been happening in my life this year. It's been a walk of faith. and um, I'm still walking into that. I just walked into part of it this last week. And I was really excited about that. And I'm still believing God for the, the, for the completion of what <clears throat> he's taken me into. Um, I'm believing for it by the end of the year. So without getting too specific, if you'll keep me in prayer that the Lord will give me wisdom beyond what I I have and instruction and that he will continue to fill me with faith uh, because what I'm believing for I believe is a blessing for many not just myself and my own household but will be an ark of a sort that I am continuing to build in my own life and God bless you And I hope that you got something good out of this podcast today. And no matter what, no matter how dreadful it seems and some of the things that are going on, we can be excited and joyful and happy knowing that our redemption and our face-to-face meeting with Jesus Christ is coming closer every day. God bless you. And no matter what, no matter how expensive the butter gets, or no matter how high a diesel gets, you have yourself a lovely day anyways. Mm